Hiya. Welcome back to Misadventurous with me, Tiffany Rouge. This is the podcast that inspires you to change your world for the better, to help get you out of your comfort zone and start making positive change in your life. It gives you a look into someone else's life who is just like you, but has achieved extraordinary things. I share these stories with you to give you an example and so that you can use their advice, their situations and the stories as a way to live a more fulfilled life yourself. This is your haven of positivity that keeps you accountable. It advocates for you to be a nicer person, including to yourself, and helps you with your own self-awareness. If you're the type of adventurer that sees life as one big adventure, no matter how big or small, and if you're looking to take that leap to start making positive change in your life and create your own significant path, this podcast is for you. So go on, hit subscribe, and while you're at it, tell a friend. So this episode, I'm talking about health and how important your mindset is when you're trying to get healthy. Growing up, my taste buds were so obsessed with the sugary, salty foods that I'm going to be real with you. I was an overweight little fatty of a kid. I've since learned to enjoy the taste of fruit and vegetables and food that nourishes me. But I wanted to let you know that there are people out there that can help you do that. And I spoke to Erica Ballard, a certified health coach with a master's degree in science and medicine. Erica also has her own podcast called The Full Plate, where she talks about anything and everything to do with health, wellness, and one of my favorite subjects, food, well worth checking out. And she believes that everyone deserves to be healthy and happy. Now, in this chat, we go over things like how important it is to listen to your body's cues, how to deal with decision fatigue. And uh, if you listen to this podcast regularly, you know how I dealt with my decision fatigue, not very well, and how important it is to love and commit to whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's eating that piece of chocolate cake or eating that piece of broccoli or going out on a workout. The more you commit to it and if you are 100% in the moment and enjoying it, you're going to get more from that action. We also cover her three tips for changing your mindset to help change your diet and also your life. So let's get into it. You may have noticed that this episode sounds a little bit different. That's because Chris and the legends at Sounds Like an Earful have really helped me out with a lot of imaging and some sound. Sounds Like an Earful is a really awesome resource if you're looking for royalty-free music to use on your podcast or your ads or anything else. So definitely go and check out Chris and the team at soundslikeanearful.com. I'll put a link to the best place to find all this music in the show notes. I'm really interested because I've gotten to the point now, like I grew up, I was a fatty growing up. I love sweets. You know, I still do. I love cake, Um, but I'm a celiac. And so I've had to learn a lot of things that to eat the right foods, but then to feel like I'm craving the right foods. And I love the fact that I'm going to go home and have like vegetables and meat for dinner and not want to go and have the terrible fast foods and those sorts of easy meals. That's the sort of stuff that I crave now. And I recognize that that's a journey, but I wanted to sort of see how someone who maybe isn't where I'm at and they're just starting to see like, how would you go about doing that? So first start small. 
Mm -hmm. So I think what happens is most of us, we're like, we're going to turn the world over and we're going to go to the gym five times and we're only going to eat organic. And I own like, and now I'm a pescatarian. (laughs) Hell, I'm a vegan, right? And we do like, we just try to totally change our lives. And when we do that, it's impossible to keep up because your body doesn't know what's going on. And like, we seek comfort as humans. And so because we always want to be safe, when we do things out of the norm, that stuff shuts down right through our subconscious. And so what I always recommend is people just start really small and start with a thing you know that you can do to improve your health. So if I were to say like, hey, Tiffany, what's one thing you can do to improve your health? Maybe uh, not having Coke every day. Okay. So mine would be to drink more water, oh, right? Yeah. The, the important part is, is that we both have two different answers, but we both have an answer. Mm-hmm. You have an answer, less Coke. I have an answer. I want to drink more water. Someone, what I would say to someone is like, what do you feel like is really important for you to improve your health? Whatever that one thing is, do that for the next two weeks and then build because you didn't get to this spot that you're in now, right? If you're an unhealthy person or you're confused about your health, you didn't get here magically. It's not like all of a sudden 20 plus years later, you were dumped here and you're like, oh my God, how did this happen? It's like, it took time to get here. So take the time to get to where you want to be because if you rush it, you will, there's a good chance you'll fail because 93% of dieters fail with the number one indicator being that they'll fail is that they're on a diet. Just like the word diet, it's got such a bad connotation these days. Yeah, there's a good reason for it, right? Like we shouldn't be dieting and on a, like constantly in that space. It really is a lifestyle, but like also how annoying is it when people are like, it's a lifestyle. (laughs) (laughs) But it is like what you're saying. It was the small changes that made a big change for me to create this sort of lifestyle. But I think, you know, you need to put that out of your mind a lot and just focus on the small things and then let that lifestyle develop. Small things repeated are what transform your health. It's that simple. And I think we're all looking for some big answer. I think, you know, when you think about technology, this is the analogy I'm I'm going to, like I'm going to try to make Mm -hmm. is we're so used to like the iPhone coming out and these like crazy advances on these apps that can track you and do all these things. And we're like, okay, where's the next thing that will get me healthy? The thing is, (laughs) there isn't some magical app that's going to do it. It's these simple stuff. It's still like the same reason you have a phone in the first place is to communicate, right? Like you don't technically need all that stuff. It's like, it's just these small things that build up to this beautiful iPhone that you're carrying. And it can be so simple and it is simple and it's those simple steps. So when you're looking for all these like answers, I'm like, but why you inherently know what to do? You know, to work out more, you know, to eat better, you know, to sleep more, you know, to drink more water. It's not any more complicated than that, especially in the beginning. Like if you want to manipulate your body, if you want a six pack, if you like you want to run a triathlon, if you want to do all that stuff, that's harder. Mm-hmm. But like just getting up and being able to live your life, those four things, that's it. And it's crazy how those things can really affect everything, every part of your body and your life. You know, if you're nourished correctly, you're going to have a better day. You know, I've recently given up coffee and okay, I'm having a little, a few more green teas than I normally do, but I'm eating the right foods. And it's kind of a thing where I don't feel like the 2.30 slump because I haven't had a, I guess, high calorie diet or a high calorie lunch where I'm, I'm crashing hard and craving sugar at 2.30. 
that's one of the fastest changes I think people make or one of the first changes people feel right when they make this this change I think it's a great thing because it shows the power of what you eat like everyone thinks that 230-330 slump is like just a regular part of life but it's no you ate a lot of carbs that you probably shouldn't have eaten it's not like you're a bad person it's just that your body can't handle more than about a tablespoon of sugar so if it can't handle more than that, putting in more yeah. means it has to react in a certain way. And it will because your body will always move before your brain. Like you can't be like, body, it's fine. Like your brain can't just, can't be like, it's okay. Like it doesn't work that way. Your body doesn't speak English. Right. And so it's going to react in a certain way and it's going to try to tell you not to do that again. But if you don't pick up on those cues, then you're kind of in a bad spot. So it really is important to listen to your body and I guess the sorts of things that it's telling you. And that's the secret to good health. We all talk about macros. We all talk about keto. We all talk about paleo, all those things. But my big thing is you got to listen to your body. Mm. That's actually the one thing that will always tell you what it needs. But we become so disconnected with it. Like for me, like that afternoon slump, I know that if there's a slump that happens, it's abnormal. So I need to pay attention because something's happening. Something was off. Something shifted. There are certain days where this past week, I couldn't have, I don't want a carb. Like I like bread too. I like those type of things like sweet potatoes and, and uh, pasta. Yeah. And granola. But I swear to God, I cannot see another carb. Like I just can't. My body is over it. It doesn't want it. And I'm hearing that. So I'm not putting any of it in. But people don't hear that. Or like for meat, I ate meat like three days in a row. I eat meat. I have no problem with people eating meat, but I ate too much of it. And I, I'm literally right now sustaining on a bunch of fat and vegetables. And that's cool. And that's what I need right now. But it'll shift and my body will tell me when it shifts. And as long as I'm able to tap in and listen to it, I'll know what to do. It's just funny because we're like, oh my God, that's such a skill set. But you had it all the way up until you decided you didn't feel like it or until, you know, I mean, really school is when it tends mm. to fall apart. Because like little kids, right, they'll do whatever they feel like it. They'll put anything in their mouth. They'll stop eating <laughs> like we have here. I don't know if you guys have this. The clean plate club. Kids know when to not eat, but we'll force them to finish their food because we say that they have to. I think it's interesting. Like we've got the clean plate club, like that whole thing about you weren't allowed to leave the dining table as a kid until you finished your meal, right? Yeah, but that's teaching us not to listen to our body. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, I think a lot of it as well is it's mental. You know, it's it's self control. Like for me, I know that if there is chocolate in the in the house, I get it in my head. Like I could, I can go for weeks with chocolate sitting in the cupboard, and I won't even think about it. And then I'll see it one day. I'll pull it out and be like, oh, I forgot I had this, or you know, I forgot that was there, and I'll put it back. And then for the next few days, it'll be a massive exercise of self-control to not mm -hmm. go in there and pick that up like it's become front of mind again and then you know I'll end up failing because I've got no self-control but you, you know a week ago the chocolate was sitting in my cupboard fine yeah and I think that what's really interesting about that too is it's not that you don't have any self-control it's that you only have a finite amount of it so Oftentimes we go back and eat the thing that we don't want to eat because we've made so many decisions throughout the day already. Yeah. And so we tend to always say things like, I say this to myself all the time and I still have to catch myself because, you know, you do the thing you have to teach is oh, I just need a little bit more control. I just need a little bit more discipline. That's not necessarily 
it. It's that you only have so much willpower. You only have so much self-control. So make the house the way that you need to make it in order to not have to use any additional self-control. And when you look at your day, like try to figure out where you can minimize decisions so that you don't have to exercise that stuff throughout the day. So the decisions you do make are a lot easier. Yeah, it's, um, it's the decision fatigue theory. And it's real. Like if you had a long day at the office and you've been making decisions all day, like the likelihood that you go home and you eat terribly is way higher than if like you had a very scheduled day, everything went on time, everything went as, you know, everything was on your schedule. Mm. Then you go home and you're like, yeah, that salad was easy. Of course, of course I'm going to have that grass-fed beef. But when it's chaotic, which is most of our days, you spent so much time managing that piece of it and making decisions and putting on self-control and making sure you're not yelling at someone and biting your tongue because someone said X and then you get home and there's chocolate mm. and you're like, what a good idea. I, yeah. I can't control anything anymore because I put so much control in my day. Yeah. And it's such a thing. And even I found that I had a stressful day yesterday and I was like, yep, definitely going to go have some chocolate or have some wine tonight. So like it, it just makes sense. Yeah. And that's the thing too is like, it's okay though, right? Like, so what? You ate some chocolate. So what? You had some wine. Like most people freak out about that type of stuff. And my argument is if you're going to have the wine, if you're going to have the chocolate, love it. Mm. Like love it. (laughs) Because it's one, you're going to do it. So you can't regret it. Because if you regret it, you're going to take it with you for weeks. Two, it's actually more nutritious for you if you really enjoy what you're doing. So your body starts taking in food through senses first. So that's how you turn on the digestive system is you get excited about your food. And because your digestion system's turned on, you actually pull up more nutrients as you put food in it. So I, so don't regret it. Like love it because it helps you on so many levels so that the next day you don't feel the need to like have any more or even beat yourself up. You did the thing you wanted. You owned it. You enjoyed it. You didn't put good or bad on yourself because of it. You said, this is what I needed and what I liked. Mm. And the next day you're so much more likely to get up and just carry on with your day. I love that. You know, instead of being in this sort of downward spiral, you kind of just accept it, love it. And it's so true, though. I 100% agree with you. I think that accountability where you you can say it's okay to yourself, like, okay, I'm going to enjoy it. Okay, I've already had this, you know, piece of cake or, I've you know, taken a bite out of that burger. I'm going to enjoy the rest of it and just make the next decision a little bit better. You know, if you're trying to stay away from those foods as a healthy choice. Yeah. I always say this to people as we're looking for freedom through shackles hmm. in life. This is my theory. <laughs> Tiffany. Okay. <laughs> is that we're all seeking freedom, freedom to, to travel to Peru, freedom to eat whatever we want, yeah. freedom mm-hmm. to make, you know, to make the decisions we want to make. And same with food, right? Like we want to be able to feel, we want freedom in our decisions. We want to feel really great. We want to feel really light. We want all those things. Yet we think that the way to get there is by saying, don't do this. Mm. You can't have that. Restriction, restriction, restriction. It's like everything you're doing in the kitchen, at the office, in your life is to become free. So why do you think that putting chains on yourself will get you that end result? It doesn't make sense. That's crazy true. Oh, my gosh. Like I never thought of it like that. And when you do, you're like, oh, God. Yeah, you're right. And and it's one of those things that you kind of go, oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. But like then you're not really focusing on the why you can't do that. 
And it's because, yeah, you want freedom to not think about other things and, and stuff like that. So profound. Yeah. Like the reason I do what I do is because food is tied to so much more than just like if it was just our plate, these things would be easy. But mm-hmm. food is how we express ourselves. It's how we nourish ourselves. It's how we love ourselves and one another. And so it's really important to understand how it connects to everything we do, because in, in my mind, it's one of the tangible steps. You can see, because from talking about manifestation, right, you can't necessarily see the manifestation happening, but you can see the weight coming off. You can see that your skin's getting clearer because you're eating better. You can see that you're, and excuse me for this, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is what came to my mind, but Mm -hmm. I'm going with it. Um, You can see that you're, you're using the bathroom more regularly. Like These things are very tangible. They are very obvious. And so getting healthy provide the data you need to see that you can let go and get what you want so you can take it into other areas of your life. I love that. I love how I had this sort of plan of what we're going to talk about and we've kind of covered it all without me even really needing to just direct it. So I love that. I feel like we are totally connecting. Awesome. I know we've gone through a lot of it, but just in a nutshell, have you got three tips for changing your mindset for a healthier life? So the first one might not make a lot of sense to people, but I swear I'll explain it. The first one, start practicing gratitude. We're going back to like the freedom conversation. Like we're looking for that, right? We're looking to be free. We're looking to be positive. We're looking for these things. And our mind, the way our mind works is it it goes after what we focus on. And so gratitude gives you a way to focus on the positive, particularly if you do it in the beginning of the day. So your mind starts to look for the positive. And that allows you to actually carry out the things you want to carry out. And it also, I think, allows us to actually receive back what we want. Like we want freedom. We want love. Right. And when we give it out, we get it back. And so I really love to start with gratitude because what we're doing when we're changing our diets, we actually have to change our mind. And gratitude helps us start there because we have to focus on the positive. And when we focus on the positive, our brain then goes and looks for it throughout the day. So that's the first thing I would do. I almost do it with every single client is like, let's start gratitude right away. <laughs> the second thing I would recommend is what we talked about in the beginning is pick one thing, right, that you mm-hmm. feel like you can do or that would really benefit your health and then move that forward. So whatever it is, if it's drinking one less Coke a day, if it's drinking more water, if it's getting an extra half hour of sleep or getting into bed sooner, if it's eating a vegetable for lunch, do that And the reason this works from a mindset perspective, because I know that that's what the question was, is that confidence creates habits. Confidence even precedes habits, I would make the argument, in that you got to do this one action. The reason I want you to pick something that you want to do is because you're likely to do it, and that will give you confidence that you can actually carry this thing out. And when you feel confident about it and then you repeat the actions, you finally become that person. And so I really think it's important that you pick one thing, you stick with it for a while, so that you can build that muscle to give you the confidence you need to move it forward. So does that make sense? Yeah. I never looked at it like that, but you're right. You know, the confidence to even try something new. Once you've got one thing down pack, it's like, okay, I got this. I can change one more thing in my life and, and build up from it. Yeah. So that's the second one. And the third thing that's coming right to my mind is celebrating your victories. We tend to have, like, I'm just assuming that you're like this too, since we're chatting, <laughs> uh, is that we tend to like do something and then check the box and we're like, that's great. You did a really, like, not even you did a really good job. It's like, cool, great, Mm -hmm. next thing. Yeah, it's really nice to tick that off the list, cross it off, and then move on. Yeah, and no, (laughs) right? (laughs) Like, let's not, like, let's not do that. Because going back to your brain is 
if you want to do the things you want to do, you have to tell your brain, you have to reprogram your brain to know what you're going after. And the way it knows you're going after something is if you get happy about something, if you celebrate, if you're positive about it. So really, when you do something, if you, going back to my water example, let's say I drank two liters of water a day when I was only drinking like one and a half. When I get that two liters, like I need to celebrate that. I need to be like, that was awesome. That was great. That was like, I feel awesome because then your body's going to be like, oh, she really likes this. Let's keep doing it. Let's Mm. keep doing it. And then that excitement will allow you to actually continue to do those things that you want to do. So yeah, I would start with gratitude, start with that, pick the one thing that you like really want to do, know you could do and do that and then celebrate when you do it. Because also it is a big freaking deal. You did it like your friends aren't doing it right. Your mom's not doing it, but you're doing it. You decided I'm good enough. I care enough about myself to do this. So that is worth a celebration. Like you don't have to put it on Instagram. You don't have to put it on Facebook, but like you can tell yourself that was really great and know that. And then that'll help you move yourself forward from a mindset and health perspective. Amazing. Loved that. That's so good. What would you tell your 21 year old self? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Oh my God. She wouldn't have listened. Let's just get that right out on the table. Oh, none of us would have. All the words that I would tell my 21 year old self, she wouldn't have listened. But going back, if what you would tell is going to help someone else, go on. You know what I think it would be Mm. is to trust yourself. Because I always felt like there was something I was to do, right? And I, I, I always knew it, it probably didn't fit your traditional nine to five. I let everyone influence who I was to be. I didn't trust that like voice in myself that was like, mm, this isn't right. Or mm, why don't you explore this? And I wish I, and I'm happy where I'm at, all of that stuff aside, I would have, I wish I would have trusted my gut more and I wish I would have trusted myself more. So that's what I would tell my 21 year old self is to trust yourself a little bit more or actually not a little bit, a lot more because you're really capable. Like you're really capable. I just think back, I wish I started all of this sooner from my health journey to like business to all of it. I wish I started it sooner, but I didn't because I didn't trust my intuition, I didn't trust my gut. I didn't trust myself because everyone else was doing it different. Their different was wrong, but I decided to do it because, you know what I mean? Like I just followed the hurt. So yeah, that's what it would be. 100% I feel you, you know. It took me three years to um, get this podcast up and running. So it's such a thing that if you kind of just stopped letting other things cloud your ability to go out and make things happen and trust that you can do it, you know, you would have done it sooner. (laughs) So I, I agree. What wise words do you live by? We may have already covered it and that's okay, but um, if we have just like in a nutshell. You're doing your best. Yes. I think that that's it. Like when I get down on myself, when I maybe do something I don't want to do, whether it's because I still sometimes get frustrated at what I eat or like I don't work out like or I skip a workout or whatever it would be. The reality is I really am trying my best and that's the best I can do right now. Mm. And that's the thing is like, it's the best I can do right now. That doesn't mean it's the best I can do tomorrow. But you know what? Over here in the U.S., it's nine o'clock at night. I'm doing the best that I can. And maybe it looked different at 9 a.m., but like I'm giving you everything I have, right? And I think that as long as people keep that in mind and they do the best they can, it's a really good spot to be in. And that's the one that I really try to live by. 
definitely some great words to live by. And if you thoroughly enjoyed that, I will put the best way to get in contact with Erica Ballard in the show notes. But you can find her at Erica Ballard Health on Instagram. If you want to continue the conversation about your health and the things maybe you don't agree with what Erica is saying about just trying to do the best that you can, I 100% agree with her. But this is all about sharing conversations and sharing ideas. So jump onto TiffanyRouge.com, have a sus of the Misadventurous podcast links, and let me know what you thought of the episode. Leave us a comment and we can get the discussion going there. If you know someone who would really benefit from hearing this conversation, go on, copy and paste this link and send it to them. I love hearing that these conversations that I'm having are helping you help other people. I'm all about helping people. And if you are too, feel free to share this Tell someone else you love it, whether if it's in person or just via your social media. I would love it either way, but I'd also love it if you subscribe. It's free, doesn't cost you anything to do, and it means that next week when I post another one of these episodes, it is going to come up straight in your player or however you're listening to this right now. So until next week, catch ya. 